0: We're in the midst of a four-day series of feasts. I don't know if you all knew that, but starting with Christmas, there's a, a, a little run of feasts. There's the Christmas on the 25th, and then St. Stephen's on the 26th, the first deacon and martyr, and then St. John the Evangelist, who wrote the Gospel of John on the 27th. And today is kind of the end of the run of feasts, December 28th, is the Holy Innocence. You heard of the Holy Innocence before? Um, it's from this gospel passage, this... Uh, this horrible story, really, of Herod perpetrating this drastic um, evil. And it's one of those things about the Bible that I find very sobering, um, that it doesn't shy away from how evil humanity can be. It uh, it doesn't paint over the picture of um, humanity's corruption and its brokenness. And Herod kind of in the story becomes a picture of that in kind of its, its apex a little bit. Um, but it's interesting where, where the collect goes. That collect recognizes that. By the death of the holy innocents at the hands of evil tyrants, you show your strength in our weakness. But then notice where it, where it turns. We ask you to mortify all that is evil within us and strengthen us by your grace. It's very interesting that that collect is very it's sober and it's realistic about not only evil being out there in tyrants and the bad people, but it's in all of us, from the holiest church member to Herod himself. And so it uses this, this display of great evil in Scripture to kind of hold up a mirror to us and say, well, not so fast. It's easy to condemn Herod, and we should. We should condemn evil tyrants, as the prayer book calls them. But it also reminds us that, well, wait a minute, We're all like that at some level. We all have that within us. We all have evil um, that we need to deal with. We need to ask God for it to be mortified. That's a great old English word, the mortification of sin, the mortification of evil. The idea that um, things, some things, should die. Uh, Death is a good thing for certain things. It's a good thing for evil. And then I love where the lessons go, because we get that quote from Jeremiah, our Old Testament passage, in the gospel, right? But Matthew intentionally cuts it off, because the rest of the Old Testament passage looks forward to the hope. Restrain your voice from weeping, your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded. They will return from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your descendants. Your children will return to their own land." And then we get that great image of the new heavens and the new earth in Revelation. And you can, just, you can hear the resonances, right? Rachel weeping for her children. And then God says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And that's the hope that the innocents had. And that's the hope that we have that really, eventually, death and evil will be no more. Every tear we've ever shed, every evil we've ever perpetrated, every evil we've ever experienced will be dealt with in some final way. Herod belonged to what Revelation would call the old order of things. And we, because we're in Christ, are new creations, but there are pieces inside of us that still have that old order existing. And so I I pray that along with this collect and these lessons, we turn our attention to the hope that we have in Jesus, that the old order of things, even within us, is passing away, and he's making all things new. Amen.